Hello, beautiful souls. Victoria Amador here from Soul Healing Tribe and the Awakening the Halo Within Training Program.com. And today I want to talk to you about sexual abuse. This is a topic that a lot of people um, shy away because it's so triggering. So I'm going to ask you to open up your mind and your heart, especially in order for you to receive this conversation in an open heart, open mind space so that it doesn't have to trigger you. And if it does, it's because there is something there for you to work through. And a lot of people think about sexual abuse like only rape is sexual abuse. And even a simple molestation of someone in childhood touching you inappropriately results in a deep trauma and mistrust that it can really ruin somebody's life. So I want you to keep in mind that this is not just for those that actually had the deepest level of the abuse, but also those that even when they're being looked in a certain way as a child, as a you know, like a teenager or even adult, that it causes an intrusion of your energy it's almost like somebody is intruding and taking energy from you so that it may feel really um, heavy and like you are being violated, even if it's just through the eyes. So I want us to know that, you know, sometimes people talk about sexual abuse and it might be molestation, it might be potential situations. And somebody will say, well, they didn't do anything to you. And it's like, they don't even have to touch you in order for them to disrespect you and violate you. So let's keep that in mind as we go through this process so that you have some ideas of what are the consequences, the symptoms that you may experience or those that have been sexually abused or molested are experiencing especially if you're a parent of a child or teenager that has gone through this, or even if you're an older parent and you just um, finding out that your child was molested or abused. So I want you to keep an open mind so that you can look through the symptoms and see if the person needs help. Because one of the things that a lot of people don't really talk about the sexual abuse when it happens or right after it happens is because there is so much self-blame. Um, I should have known better. I am a victim. I, I should have known better. Why did this happen to me? Why X, Y, and Z, right? So there is a lot of fear as well. Maybe I'm going to be punished if this happened because I let this happen or because I didn't know better. So when we think about sexual abuse, some of the symptoms that are going to come up, I'm going to give them to you really fast um, and, and just, you know, write them down and, or be very aware of that. If you have dealt with, are dealing with, or have people that you know that have dealt with sexual abuse and molestation. So one of the things that you want to see in these people that have been molested or abused is that, there are repeating dreams or even nightmares for a lot of people. If it's very traumatic, it's going to be nightmares where they're going to say, I keep having the same dream or I keep having the same nightmare. And it might only be about being chased or not being able to escape, feeling stuck. And it has nothing to do with the sex because 
they cannot even get to the point where they see that something happened where they were being abused or molested. But the feeling of feeling trapped, feeling powerless, hopeless, helpless is there in the dream. So the person might have the dream to symbolize the feelings of the experience without having to go through the dream where they're actually seeing what happened or seeing a, di a different person being um, molested or abused. So it could only be the feeling that they're experiencing in the dream, but it's so deep that it keeps them like even in the dream time, it keeps them worrying because it feels so real. There's also a lot of feelings, again, of helplessness, hopelessness, feeling powerless, a lot of anxiety issues, feeling, um, you know, like when somebody go to, goes to war and come back and they have traumatic PTSD, well, it's the same thing for somebody that went through an abuse, whether it is physical, emotional, mental, or, or sexually, right? So the anxiety is so much that they are always on alert because if they're not, something bad can happen. It's almost like the feeling is like it can happen at any time. So I always have to be on alert in order for me to avoid the potential situation again. There is also a lot of self-blame, self-hatred. Um, I hate myself. I let this happen to myself. Why did I let this happen to myself? I should have known better. So that creates a lot of low self-esteem. And with low self-esteem, you have potential issues with not only feeling a little crazy sometimes, but also feeling a little bipolar or multiple personality disorders because it's so much and you don't know who you are sometimes because you have to hide who you really are in order for you to prevent something similar from happening. So there is also a lot of... Um, suicidal ideations and when this happens it's because a person is so tired of dealing with the shame and the guilt and the grief and you know the grief what is the grief is the grief of the little child the teenager of or the adult that die in the moment a piece of the soul leaves so it feels like a piece of the person dies in the moment and there is a lot of grief and when the grief happens there is a sense of this is over so the ideations is not because they want to escape it's because if well sometimes it is because they want to escape but sometimes it's because it's so heavy the grief that I actually let a piece of my soul die in that moment. Well, they don't know that they can go back and re recuperate that person, right? That version of themselves, that piece of the soul, which is what we call soul retrieval. In the moment, it feels like this is over. There is nothing else. So, you know, and of course, if you have suicidal ideations, you definitely need um, help, seek medical help because, you know, you can only come to do spiritual work when you are balanced, when you have a lot of um, some type of stability. I'm not supposed to tell you to come and see me or anybody else before you go and see your doctors and make sure that, you know, if something like this is happening, that you get help, right? So, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. But besides the suicidal ideation, there is a lot of dissociation the connection between the heart and the mind is not there because you're trying not to feel. Whatever happened in that moment feels so bad that you do not want to feel that way ever again. So there is a, it's almost like a cut between the heart and the mind. And 
you might be able to see, you might be able to, but you are not going to be able to feel a lot of things. Your heart chakra is going to be very closed off, even if you are an empath, because a part of you is not there. So even though you might feel a lot for the people, you might have issues feeling your own issues because it's too much. You know what it feels like and you don't know if you can put yourself back together. So there is a lot of confusion. There is a lot of questioning. There is a lot of blame, a lot of doubts, a lot of fears, even physical symptoms where your private areas might be completely out of whack because you don't want to have sex. You don't want to be touched. You don't want to be seen. You want to hide. And you know one of the things that people that have been sexually molested or abused is that we, you know, we tend to put a lot of weight because it's easier not to, it's, it's almost like putting on a mask. Like you cannot see me because all of this weight is going to prevent you from seeing the inner me that is vibrant and beautiful and so on, right? So there is a mask that is put and a lot of times through the weight because they're obviously those people that are sexually abused or molested, there is a lot of additions that can come with it. It could be additions to sugar, to feel love, addition to alcohol, drugs, sex, and sex even, because there are people, I have had clients that they have been sexually abused and a part of them believes that that's what life is about and that that moment was okay and they repeated over and over by seeking based on what happened right like for example a client that needed a father and was molested heavily she in her mind in her belief system at that moment she believed that this person was giving her love and she was seeking that love in other people multiple 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 times so the, the person becomes an easy target for continuous rape or continued molestation because it's almost like it's not that they're inviting it. I don't want to trigger anyone because everybody's at a different level of what this means. But sometimes for some people, that's what happens. And I know this is very heavy and controversial. I want you to keep an open mind. I don't want to trigger anyone just because I want to trigger you. I'm giving you case scenarios based on clients that I have seen and that have worked through releasing those traumas. And when they do, they realize in their process, they, not me, they realize a part of me believed that I was going to get the love that I was missing by letting these people do this to me. Okay. So it, it is very heavy. It, it is what it is. I'm not going to say anything else. So Sometimes people do are do seek the continual energy that they felt in the moment where they, they were obviously very confused and they thought maybe this is love. And the problem with sexual abuse is that especially when it happens, depending how it happens or sexual molestation, if it's a child that doesn't understand any better, sometimes they believe that they they are confused because a part of them knows this is not okay, but another part of them thinks, well, if this is happening and this is an adult and they know better, maybe this is okay. So there is a lot of crashing uh, feelings and, and thoughts and belief systems and a lot of things fall down and they, they stay in that confusion and it keeps moving on and moving on and becoming stronger. So it has a bigger hole on you over time. So 
yeah, let me go through the process of what we do in the sessions to work through an experience when somebody was molested or abused. And that way, hopefully you understand what I'm saying. Like when people become very confused and they think there was a part of me that thought it was okay, even though another part knew this is definitely not okay. So what happened in the moment of the abuse is that in the moment of the abuse, normally, normally there is a threat that is made to the person. The abuser is making a threat, whether it is, let's call it a command, be quiet, or, you know, when it's really, really heavy, the, the command may be very, very negative. You are no, you are nothing, stay quiet and do this, or, you know, you're good for nothing, or this is the only thing that you're good for, or whatever they tell you in that moment becomes a belief system for yourself, even though it's coming from somebody else. We talked about this in the mandates video, the affirmations and the belief system that other people imposes on us, right? So in that moment, if someone is doing something and they are giving you, even just through their eyes, they don't even have to say something, just the way that they're looking at you, they're looking at you and what you're believing in that moment and what you're feeling is creating a lot of belief systems that are going to rule ruin and rule your life. So there is the energy of the threat, the energy of the command, the affirmation that is being done in the moment, what you believe, what you receive, that becomes a belief system that you operate from. If it's be quiet, of course, you're going to have a lot of issues with your throat chakra, right? If this is all that you're good for, you're going to have a lot of issues with your lower chakras because that's all that you're good for. So there is the abuser energy also on you, physically still on you. And I had a client where the abuser was on the back and this person had a lot of issues with her back and their butt. So you can understand that that energy is almost like carrying another person with you all the time and it's repeating the same thing that they say in that moment so it becomes that's why people have anxiety and depression and so many other issues after molestation or abuse because it becomes a little thing a little machine that keeps rolling and rolling and rolling and doesn't stop so you lose energy because a part of you is being taken against your will and a piece of your soul lives in that moment because of the trauma so a lot of people that are in complete dissociation, they may be in dissociation because a piece of their soul, a big piece of their soul stay in that experience. So there is no synergy between the mind and the heart. So one of the things that sometimes we have to do is that we have to rescue the soul first in order for the person to have the energy to do the work of the session in order for them to feel like I can do this, right? So to gain that inner strength to do the whole session and pull all the energy, sometimes we have to pick up the soul and do the soul retrieval before we continue with the rest of the session. Uh, what else? The At that moment, you're not only dealing with the guilt, the shame, the confusion, you also may feel dirty because there energy is on you so you feel that energy of the disgust within you and that stays somewhere in your body maybe in the lower parts maybe in the upper parts maybe in the stomach wherever it stays if they put their hands on you on the neck it might be on the neck and the throat it might be on the shoulders if they were pressing you down 
and maybe on the head if they kick you. So wherever the most trauma happened, that or and what you feel about it is going to represent where in the body that energy of the abuser is. And that is important because we need to remove that energy and we go through a process to do that. Also, there is obviously a lot of feelings of feeling unworthy because why will this happen to somebody that was worthy, right? So that that questioning at that moment, we think this wouldn't happen to somebody that was worthy of happiness and love and joy and peace and health. So that feeling of unworthiness means for a lot of people, what happened to you? What, the peace that you left behind, you know, that peace that was really just innocent and pure love and pure light is in that experience trap that piece of my soul so I am unworthy therefore to feel that I am innocent that I can see people and trust them and that I can give my heart and find a partner that loves me and accepts me so that piece that you left behind represents something very significant about who you are, who you meant to be here now. So that's why the soul retrieval is key because we cannot just go through the experience and be done with it. We have to understand what piece of the soul we left in that experience so that we can rescue it properly and that we can bring that energy back with us so that we can start seeing the energy alignment. So this is basically when we go through those experiences and the sexual abuse is one of the most traumatic one that we can go through because it's so, it's just like, it just feels so heavy. And, and, you know, when somebody takes something from you, but to the mats, because someone to went in or touch you inappropriately without your permission. So when somebody steals from you, it's material they might steal a computer, a ring, they might even steal a house or business. But when somebody steals from your body, from your soul, it is one of the most difficult things to work through because a piece of your soul was stolen. So anyways, um, definitely, you know, the sexual energy is the creation energy. It's the energy to create and feel and be so when somebody takes something from you is taking a lot of different things it's not just taking the body the physical body it's taking the higher bodies too within that experience so not being able to talk about it feeling guilty feeling the blame feeling like a confusion to the mass feeling like you're a liar because you cannot talk about it so you punish yourself over and over so we go through the experience, we relieve the experience, we go through the different steps and the techniques that we do in order for us to re- do the soul retrieval, get back your energy, make sure that the abuser has the energy that it belongs to them. You take them out, you go through the whole process and then little by little, days by days after the session, sometimes weeks, sometimes even two or three months is when you start feeling like, oh, something different here. I feel a little different or I feel very different. So normally with a sexual abuse or sexual molestation client, it might take one to two, three sessions to be done with that experience and do the work in order for it not to affect you any longer as it did before. It is 
it is very heavy work because it's very emotional. It's very tiring. And, and it just feels like it feel, you can feel it. But once the person start realigning their energy and things are changing, it becomes very sacred work where the person is able to have an appreciation about life in a different way, to have a zest for life, to feel like they belong here, like they want to do things, they want to help people. So it becomes definitely one of the most transformative um, type of session for the person because it's, you go from feeling hopelessness powerless, helpless, to feeling the opposite, self-empowered, to feel like you can do anything and that no one can ever touch you like that again because you are a different person. And then you go through the process of feeling like the mental clarity and you go through the process of really having that zest, like passion that you couldn't feel for many years before. And things start changing and people start opening up their heart and trusting again, and it becomes very sacred. So I wanted to give you these um, different things that we go through because for a lot of people, they will be stuck in that experience unless they seek help. And there are millions of practitioners, alternative healers that um, well, I don't know if they know this type of technique like this, but I'm sure there are millions of practitioners that can help you one way or another if you really are looking for assistance. The help is out there. Go find someone to assist you. you this is a type of work that you cannot do just by yourself. You're going to need someone because it's so heavy. And if the soul could have done it and you could have done it without someone, you would you wouldn't be doing and listening to this. You will be done with it and no needed to even listen to this so definitely seek out help the help is out there all right guys i'll see you guys in the next one thank you so much for being here